Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, folks. 2020 has, to put it mildly, presented some challenges for all of us. You know, the good news, our patrons' numbers are still growing, almost daily. I truly, truly cannot thank all of you enough for your support. It's been overwhelming. And for those of you who've had to reassess your budgets, please know, I totally get it. And I will always be grateful for your belief in this program and the power of great content. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you every day to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tack box, to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. Our patrons make all of this possible. The funds are specifically designated only for overhead. They literally keep the MP3s rolling. Meanwhile, the patrons-only After Dark Facebook Live and Zoom meetings each month truly have been a fabulous success. Conversation, support, laughter, some education, some mentorship, lots of encouragement, and even, randomly, the occasional adult beverage. So click the link at www.puredogtalk.com and become a patron today. Your small contribution helps make a huge voice for purebred dogs. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I am really happy to be joined by David Adams. He is a Seattleite and founder of Sniff Spot. So for you guys who have not heard of this, this is a very, very cool invention, basically. (laughs) Right, David? Would you tell me the Airbnb of dog parks? I just think this is amazing. That's a common response from people. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, this is very cool. And I think for our audience, there's a lot here. There's a lot of things to consider and a lot of possibilities. So One of the things that crosses my mind is we're in the middle of a pandemic and our professional handlers and a lot of our people are not traveling to dog shows and they are looking for different ways to earn money. So what I really want you to do is walk us through if you have a paddock or a big yard or a facility, how do you get involved in this business and kind of lay out some of the framework of it? So you hit the nail on the head. The easiest way to say it is Airbnb for dog parks, and here's how it works. So the people that are using SniffSpot to rent yards, they're dog owners, they're trainers, some of them are traveling, Mm -hmm. and they need safe and private spaces to exercise their dogs, train their dogs, what have you. It's actually a huge need, especially since more and more dogs are living in cities, in suburban areas. And public dog parks, I'm sorry, I just think they're icky for so many reasons on so many levels. Yeah, it's important to have them, just like it's important to have public parks. And they're free and open, and that's great. But it also has a flip side, which is that 
there's no control over who's there. Often they're underfunded, under maintenance, not cleaned frequently. Right. There are a number of issues that rise from that. And I haven't personally been going to a dog park in years. Right. And you started this business because you were looking for a way to exercise your dog, right? Yes. Like you said, I live in Seattle. At the time I started this, I had a dog and the woman I was dating had a dog and now we're married. So we have two dogs, <laughs> but we both had different problems. So I was always having bad experience at dog parks around here in Seattle. And my wife traveled with her dog for work and had a crazy time trying to find places to even just let him go to the bathroom. Right. So those are the people that use Sniff Spot. To your earlier question, how we're serving this need is by letting anyone turn land or their yard or their facility into a private dog park. And it's a very easy process to go through. Hosts can help dogs. There are a lot of dogs that need this. And you can actually make pretty good income. We have hosts that are pushing up towards $2,000 a month wow. in income wow. through renting out their space on SniffSpot. So it can actually make a big difference. Definitely. And so let's talk about some of the safety precautions, because I think for a lot of our people, that's really important. There's liability issues, there's cleanliness and sanitation and vaccination and parasite. And like, ah, right. <laughs> so yeah. talk to us about that. Yeah. So I think these are the reasons why you don't see a ton of private dog parks operating out there right. because it's a huge hassle to get set up. The nice thing about SniffSpot is that we can use software to automate all those protections across our thousands and thousands of hosts. So we can actually implement that. And here's how we protect our hosts. Right. So there are a number of things. One is all of our users are signing a waiver before they can even come use it. And indemnifies hosts. It acknowledges that everything that happens is the responsibility of the user at the spot and they're using it at their own risk. If there ever is a problem from a liability perspective, we also provide $1 million of liability insurance with each booking. Good. If there's ever a problem with damage, like let's say the gate gets broken or something else, we provide damage protection to hosts as well. Oh, that's very cool. I don't remember you saying that. That's actually very, very cool. Yes. So hosts are fully protected in that way. Mm -hmm. In terms of vaccinations, mm -hmm. we require core vaccinations. So that's rabies and DHPP. Mm -hmm. And that's either vaccines or current titers. Right. And you said that people are able to, is it upload their vet records or how are they proving that, if you will? Yes. So there was one last thing, cleanliness. Right. And making sure people are generally nice to each other. Just like Airbnb, we have a two-sided review system. Mm -hmm. So hosts can review their guests. Guests are required to leave the place at least as nice as it was when they got there. Right. So if you have guests that are leaving messes or things like that, those guests, they're violating our community standards, okay. which we take really seriously, and they won't stay in our community. Okay. And like you said, it's based on the concept of Airbnb, which I just still think is like one of the most genius marketing plans ever. Yeah, it was a pretty good idea. I'm yeah. happy that I could copy it. I love it. <laughs> and we actually copy it a lot. I mean, down to the features. Right. Our review system, we definitely took inspiration from Airbnb for that. Right. 
Absolutely. Okay. So if you want to, you have a number of paddocks that are sitting empty or you've got a big yard or whatever it is. There's a website. We'll link it in the show notes. You go, you click, you fill out the stuff and bada bing, bada boom. Yep. It's super easy to get set up. It's instantaneous. Mm. So you can get it set up, go online. There's no commitment, no cost. Mm -hmm. Just get set up. You're not doing work. It's not like any of these other apps where you have to go do work to make money. Just let people use your space. You're not involved. You don't have to be there and you can make money. It's a pretty good deal. It's as close to passive income as you can get. Right. For our hosts. And it means a lot for our guests. I mean, our guests are gaga for this because it's such a pain to find safe and private space, especially when you need it. Fenced, particularly. Are many of these spaces fenced then? Yes, most are fenced. So we don't have many requirements in terms of hosting. We let all kinds of spaces on there. The only requirements Mm -hmm. are that it's got to be private. There can't be any dogs in the space while you're renting it, which is dog people know that's kind of a no-brainer. Right. And there can't be any hazards. So if it's unfenced next to a highway or something, that doesn't work. Right. But we don't require fencing. Most of our spaces are fenced. If it's over half an acre, a lot of people love spaces that are larger. Mm-hmm. Indoor spaces are in high demand, as always. Interesting. Okay. And lastly, people often like spaces that are more private. Mm-hmm. So if there are no dogs on the fence line and things like that. Excellent. Okay. So then talk to us about, I mean, you started this, you told me in 2018. So it's been up and running for a couple of years. And it's popular, but how many places, so if I'm traveling to a dog show, say in Ohio, that just happened, am I going to find a place every 300 miles? I mean, how many of these do we have? Yeah, so we have about 4,000 locations. Oh, wow. Not just in the U.S., but also globally. Right. Now, I recently drove across the country. I'm actually from Ohio. Okay, there you go. So Columbus. <laughs> we just had a big dog show in Canfield. So. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. So in a place like Ohio, yeah, there are going to be spots around. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, you can kind of hit spots everywhere. On the West Coast, you can also do the same. When you're in the mountain states, mm-hmm. things get a little sparse okay. still. So if there's anyone that lives in the mountain states, <laughs> right? This is an opportunity. Listeners, listeners out there. And so I assume some sort of proximity to the interstate is a plus, or you don't find that to be necessarily the case. Something that really surprised me is how far people are willing to go to visit spots. (laughs) Right. Our people regularly are going 30 minutes or more out of their way to visit spots. Oh, wow. And many spots that are quite remote I'm amazed at how popular they are. In fact, sometimes it's an attraction because there's something about seeing a new place that folks really enjoy. They like going somewhere and saying, wow, there's a spot in this place I've never been. Let's go there. Maybe I can even make a little trip out of it. Yeah, very cool. It's surprising. Yeah. And it's fun. Like I personally really enjoy going and visiting spots and places that it's almost like look on the map, where haven't you been? Go visit a spot there. It's fun. It's really fun. So now we have travel by sniff spot. So I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, I'll tell you, we've got a lot of RV folks that right. love sniff spot. Right. I don't know how they did it before <laughs> because when you're in an RV, it's 
that's a whole nother level. Right. It is. Well, as a dog handler, I traveled in an RV all the time. So for me, that's relatively normal. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Embark is a proud sponsor of Pure Dog Talk. DNA testing is rapidly growing amongst breeders. And given the importance of these test results to the health of not only each dog, but also that of future generations of dogs. At Embark, they believe it's critical to provide transparency in their testing methods that result in more than 99.99% accuracy for health tests. Embark's innovative testing platform enables the hundreds of genetic health and traits test results provided in Embark's products, while also creating research-ready data for use by canine health organizations and scientists. Embark's methods exceed industry quality control standards by also checking the breed, sex, and relatives of every sample to ensure DNA samples are correctly labeled and unique identity is recorded. In addition to quality control, this helps fraud prevention by ensuring the same dog can't be tested multiple times without Embark knowing. At Embark, they're proud of their world-class canine DNA testing service, and they're committed to continually raising the bar. They're on a mission to provide breeders and all dog owners with the high level of accuracy they need to optimize their breeding programs, manage the lifetime care of their dogs, and improve the health of future generations of dogs. Haven't used Embark yet? Get your first Embark for Breeders dog DNA test for $99 right now. You use the code TRYEMBARK99 at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. That's TRYEMBARK99 at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. But that brings up kind of an interesting observation. So for example, I'm just going to use my own property as an example, just to kind of give people ideas. So you can get an RV in my driveway if you're really freaking good. But if you're not, or if it's a really big RV, so do you have a way to tell people that kind of information? Yeah. So how it works when you're a host is you set up access instructions. So give detailed access instructions. The best way to do it is make it self-serve. Right. When someone books, first of all, someone can only book at available times. You have a full calendar. You can block off anytime you want. You can set advanced notice requirements so people can't book last minute. Right. And you have all kinds of controls around that. Mm -hmm. When someone does book, then they're automatically given your address and access instructions. Mm -hmm. And the way we see our top hosts doing it is they set it up so that their calendar is up to date. They don't have to lift a finger. Someone can book, get the access instructions that tells them, go park here. A lot of hosts put out signs. We have some really creative people that are making <laughs> signs. We're parking here, entrance here. Right. Go have fun. Right. Very, very cool. So there is a way to say, please do not bring your 50-foot giant RV and try and get it through my driveway because it doesn't yes. work. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we'd encourage that. And any kind of special access that's needed just include it there. I mean, you can even include it on the listing to say, this spot is RV friendly up to this size. Right. 
past 40 feet, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I didn't even know they got that big. No, having had to just back somebody out of my entire access road because they couldn't make the turn into my driveway that was just coming to visit. Uh, (laughs) Not pretty. (laughs) Yeah, man. I didn't even know RVs got that big. 40 feet. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. Big, big old honking ones. Wow. Very cool. And there's no particular limit. So if I'm a dog handler and I'm traveling to a dog show and I found a sniff spot, I can turn out all 10 or 15 of my dogs and X them and you can rent it for X amount of time. Yeah. So how it works is it's rented per hour. You can rent as many hours as you want and pricing is per dog per hour. Okay. So you'll pay extra if you bring extra dogs. Mm-hmm. Hosts do set maximum dogs allowed. Okay. And for most hosts, it's like 20 dogs. Right. Because most hosts are like, well, however many you want, you can bring. Right. Well, you say 20 dogs, but many of us travel with 20 dogs when we're dog handlers. Yeah. (laughs) So that's actually a really kind of an amazing thing because when you're traveling with 20 dogs, the process of trying to get everybody exercised is sort of mind boggling. (laughs) That's the beauty of Sniff Spot. To me, the more I've gotten into it, I'm just amazed that Mm -hmm. dogs throughout history, modern history, They've been living their life on leash. Right. And that's hard. It's hard on the dog. It's also hard on the owner. Right. (laughs) Especially when you got 20 dogs. I have the tendonitis to show it. Yeah. 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 And it's not good for the dog. They're not able to sniff and explore and run. So having an off-leash area where dogs can just run, especially, I mean, the more dogs, the merrier. It's just fun to get off-leash and have fun. Get out and play. And so I think that you mentioned too, you have an international opportunity for Sniff Spot. And you said you particularly, what was it? You needed New Zealand. So New Zealand listeners, shout out. We need some Sniff Spots in New Zealand. And don't forget Australia. And Australia. Okay, good. (laughs) Really everywhere. So the website's set up so that you can sign up a spot anywhere in the world. You could sign up in Antarctica if you wanted. Oh my goodness. And you can host people there. Okay. And we have seen a lot of interest in New Zealand, and we've got a few spots that are operating there. Okay. And in Australia, we've seen a lot of interest, and we've just had trouble getting great spots. I don't know why. Interesting. So anyone that has a spot in Australia is set up for success. All right. Australia, shout out, man. And so do your hosts then offer things like, you know, garbage disposal for waste disposal and some of that kind of stuff? How does that... Kind of the logistics and details of that. How does that work? So this is where it gets fun. We try to be as hands-off as we can about what hosts can do and which direction they want to go. So it's really a host's creativity for what they want to provide at their spot. So there are some basics that most hosts provide. So it's really nice to have a trash can. You don't have to. I mean, you can just say pack it out. But it's really nice to have a trash can. It's nice to have access to water. Yep. A lot of guests bring water, but it's nice to have access there. Mm -hmm. And chairs are nice for people. A bench or something. Yeah, some place is comfortable to sit. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that, we've seen hosts get really creative. Hosts having toys, hosts having agility, hosts having water features, hosts having hikes. There's all kinds of fun things. We even have had hosts that provide plugs for phones. Oh, sure. Electricity. (laughs) We've had hosts provide Bluetooth speakers. Hosts provide cover, like rain tents. Hosts provide hot drinks, (laughs) snacks for dogs, snacks for humans. There's all kinds of fun stuff that people do. 
And it's cool to see people's creativity kind of take off with it. Very, very fun. I love it. Okay. So if you are looking to acquire one of these, so we've talked about how to be a host. So now you want to find one to go to with your dog on the way to the dog show. Yeah. So you've got the website. Do you have like an app or how does that work? Yeah. So we've got both a website, which you can see at sniffspot.com. And we've got apps on Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. So iPhones and basically any other phone. So any phone you can get our app on. And it's pretty simple. So if you download the app, open it up, you'll have to see a map with spots. You can search by location. You can check out a spot. There's a lot of information provided. So we provide information about fencing, about dogs, other domestic animals, people that might be around the spot, just so you can be aware depending on, you know, if your dog has sensitivities or anything else. Mm-hmm. General location information, description from the host, reviews. Reviews are a big part of what we provide. Mm-hmm. And you can browse around, see any spot you want. And then booking it is just three clicks. So you just book, select the time, how many dogs you're bringing, check out, and you're confirmed and you can go visit. Nice. Many of our, and this is the way I did it when I was road tripping is I just looked out a couple hours ahead, booked a spot. Right. So oh, I want to stop in Charleston for lunch. Let's go to this spot here and, and see it. And let them run. Nice. Yeah. You know, road tripping is great too, because you're already going through areas between cities. Sure. So you're actually getting often really close to larger spaces, mm-hmm. which especially with traveling with a bunch of dogs, it makes it really fun to go in there right. and try it out. Go and play. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This is fascinating. And shout out. I have to give a shout out to listener Shauna Swanson, who's the one who hooked us up. He said, you really have to tell people about this. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And no, thank you very much great. for introducing us, Shauna. Very good. All right. Well, thanks a lot, David. You have a great day. We'll be talking again. Same to you. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 